My fingers are so fucked up. All my cuticles are peeling. My shit's fucked. Some biotin in this bitch. Oh, my nose itches. I've never heard that sentence before in my life. I need some biotin in this bitch. <laughs> By this bitch, I mean my body. <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> I assumed. Okay, I'm ready when you are, El Capitano. Drive the boat, motherfucker. You sure you're ready? I feel like you want, want to say more. <laughs> I can always say more. I, I'm aware. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> Welcome to ISW the podcast. I'm Amanda. ISW, huh? Yeah. yeah. You're you're so oh, cool. Oh, I'm sorry. You're so cool you get to abbreviate it now when you I'm talk. I'm sorry what the podcast. <laughs> I am Amanda. I'm Christina. This is episode 29, I guess. 29. I was trying to think if there was anything else we needed to say. No, before the big 3-0. 3-0. We're both 30. It's a big celebration. No. No. But it's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, got some good big stories. Two parter for both of us, I think. Woo! I've been. Uh, is yours only gonna be a two parter, or is it more than that? As of right now, a two parter. But okay. like I said, I only have the bones, so we'll see how many rabbit holes I get stuck in. We'll see. Well, this is a thing that I know. That this, we'll see. this this is a thing I don't know that, I know. that that's a thing that I know. <laughs> You're upset. I understand. <laughs> How you doing? Stupid. I'm good. I'm tired. It's been a long week. Yeah. I did. I think I put sixty hours in last week. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to work today. You did not. No. Oh. I, like, cleaned in my room last night and was, like, going through clothes, and at 11 o'clock I laid down in my bed, and I haven't slept in my bed in, like, a month and a half, because I've just, it's been so, like, up in the air down here with me going through shit that I just haven't slept in my bed. I've been just sleeping in a chair. I laid down at 11 o'clock. I woke up this morning at 7.30 with my mom calling me, asking me if I was okay. Are you dead, Nielsen? <laughs> she's like, she's like, I saw your car was still there. I thought you were going to go into work. And I was like, I was, but, uh. That was the plan. Not anymore. Because <laughs> to make it my, my, worth my while, I would need to go at least four hours. And then they close at noon, so then I would have to close down later. And I don't fucking want to do that. So I was like, oh, guess I'm taking Saturday off. Whoop, whoop. But. Yeah, I my work my week was very uneventful. Woohoo! So exciting lives we lead. Yeah. How about you? It's good. I worked. Took some days back because I was supposed to have. Well, I got Thursday and Friday off because I was going to go to seminar, but nobody told me I got it off. <gasps> so then I didn't register and I didn't save the money for it and I didn't plan to do it because I was told that Friday most likely wouldn't happen. <sighs> So, found out I had them off Thursday last week. And so then I, like, panicked to find hours because I can't afford to take time off if I don't, because yeah. I don't have PTO yet, um, if I don't have anything to do with it. So, I picked up for a girl, and I was all over the center this week. And one of our families 
like dad figure is found out he had a brain tumor and it's cancerous. So, and it's stage three. So he had emergency surgery and they're like coming to the end of like, they're basically being okayed by the state for getting assistance. And so it's just a whole bunch of stuff. So everybody's kind of doing what they can to help them. People have donated time to babysit so she can be in the hospital without the kids. Mm -hmm. And we put together a couple boxes of like food and toiletry stuff and everything so that they don't have to worry about that for a while. And then I went through the art closet and we put together a few like to go activity bags for the kids. Cause they're like, the kids are eight, six and three. Oh God. Yeah. So it's a, it's been a busy week. I was at work until like 5.15 on Thursday, and then I babysat until 10.30 or 11, and then I went into work at, was I there because I was working? No, I just did extra stuff in my class, um, but at like open and was there until almost closed on Friday, so 6.30 to 6.30, yeah. and but it's because nobody's been in my class. We've been all over the place otherwise. Right. And so it needed to be, like, revamped. We have a new theme starting. I still have Monday off because that was one of the other days I had asked off for this. And instead of getting hours back, I just kept the de- that day off. Because I was already scheduled for almost 40 hours in the other days. So yeah, it's not like day. it's going to be a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so well, it was kind of a wild week of Still stuff. a lot of working, nothing real fun. No, no, just a lot of working, not a whole lot of twerking. <laughs> yep. Well, and when your commute is an hour, I mean, there's not a lot of time to do anything else. Oh, you're fine. Um, I know. It's just when you're out of the house for 14 hours a day, it's like, because <clears throat> then I just sleep. That's all I do mm-hmm. at my house. But I don't do anything fun and mm-hmm. just sleep at my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck. That's why I was like, tonight, when we're done recording, I was like, can we go do something? Because I feel like both of us have just right. been working, no twerking. Right, literally. <laughs> I And it sucks because it's like, I also have no money. Where did all my money go? I don't know. It's like, I'm not doing anything. That's why I every have time no I, money. Every time I get a paycheck and it shows me my, like, this is how much you've made to this point in the year. I'm like, where, where is it? Where? It's. I had to have spent it on food because yeah, I don't have I don't, anything physical. Where, where is that money <laughs> that you you say you gave me? Because I you're, you're lying. Doing, you're lying. You're a liar. <laughs> That's you're a, a lying liar that lies. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> but yes, fuck tonight, it, man. Shit. I was like, yeah. Even if it's just like, go get dinner and a drink. You know, like, it doesn't have to be, like, crazy, just something not sitting at the house or working. We'll just see how we feel. We'll see. Just, I'll try to keep as ambitious as possible. I got my energy drink. Yeah, we'll just we'll just see how we feel. Sometimes we go out and we're like, we're just going to stay for a drink, and then 1 a.m. rolls around, and Whoops. we're like, hey, we gotta go. <laughs> Those <laughs> are the best nights. I know. You don't have any plans. You just go into it like... And then sometimes we go out, Get and all it's 9.30, <laughs> we're like... We put in a lot of effort to how the way we look, and I just want to go take it off. (laughs) We gotta stay until at least 10.30, man. I'm not taking this off after an hour of wearing it. Well, that's those nights when you look around and you're like, God, I'm fucking old. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all look like babies. You're over 21. That's a joke. You're joking. Shut up. No, you're not. Every goddamn time. (laughs) How old are you? 
24. <laughs> when you get hit on now at bars, it's like, oh. Bet your dad's oh, hot. 22. Bet your dad's hot. <laughs> Dude, if you were like two years younger, I could have birthed you. Because like, I'm a period at that time when you were born. God. No, thank you. It's too, it's too much. <laughs> Alright, so you want me to tell you my story now? Yeah, tell me that shit. Okay, so this was the one that I told you you couldn't read because it was submitted by one of our listeners. Her name's Sabrina. She okay. sent us a message and was like, this happened in, um, near her when she was in college and she just said that I think we should have, we should have, ugh. I was in college in this town and I think we should sh- have to, I want... <laughs> What's just, happening? I'm sorry, what? Okay, do you, let's, do you smell burnt toast? I'm fucking stroking <laughs> out right now. <laughs> she said, I have a fucked up story that shook me when I was in college in this town that I have to share to get this poor soul story out. I don't know why that took me <laughs> so long to read or why I had such a hard time fucking reading that. I mean, reading's hard. I get it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, the Wikipedia page was really short, and so then she sent us another article. It was very helpful, so I got some information from that. So thank you. Thanks, Sabrina. Thanks, but no thanks, because you fucking ruined my Thursday when I read this goddamn story. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the Greensburg Six and the murder murder of Jennifer Doherty. So it's I don't know why I have such a hard time pronouncing her name. It's fine. Um, so Jennifer was described by her friends and family as a loving, trusting thirty year old thirty year old woman who had um but she had the mental capacity of between like a twelve and a fourteen year old. Okay. Um she had fallen on hard times after losing her apartment, um, and she had spent some time at a homeless shelters before moving back in with her parents. Um on February ninth of two thousand and ten. Jennifer boarded a bus with her duffel bag to visit um, her friend Robert Cathart, uh, okay. who had helped her out previously. He had let her stay with her after she kind of lost her apartment for a couple months. And uh, before she had, he kind of met her at a homeless shelter and kind of pulled her out to try and help her. Right. Help her get on her feet. Yep. And then um, before she had moved back in with her parents. And so she was visiting him. She got on a bus and went to Greensburg from Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania to visit him. Uh, and it was the last time that Jennifer's parents would see her alive. Gotta say, I'm already mad, but okay. <laughs> so, um, Robert Cathcart had met Ricky Smyrns in a mental facility and also had offered to let him and his girlfriend, Amber Medinger, stay I, at... These names. I know. Cathcart and Smyrns. <laughs> <laughs> Medinger? I'm... Uh, Medinger. I know, I'm... The story is... <laughs> Just saying, and I'm like, you're making that up. No, I'm fucking not. They're right here. (laughs) I was trying to fuck with me, I guess. So (laughs) he let the two the couple stay at his apartment in exchange for help with household chores. Okay. Um, like I had said, he had let Jennifer stay at his apartment prior to her moving back with her parents. So he was known, kind of, as someone who had a lot of kindness and was helping people and bringing them. Took in the wayward souls, if you will. Um, so, and then it just seemed to spiral out of control for him. Uh, Robert, after he extended the invitation to these two, um, 
then they brought other people to this apartment. So okay. there was like a whole bunch of people coming in and out that Robert had not originally planned to be living in his apartment. Oh. Um, I'd be jazzed if I were Robert. Right. So a lot of the information is from is provided by one of the Greenberg Six during their various trials and their police interviews and things like that. Okay. Um, they all have slightly different versions of the story, but a lot of it came from Mettinger, who testified at almost all of the other defendants' trials, and the 17-year-old uh, Marinucci, Angela Marinucci, which we will get into. She's this is the that's the next stop. So there we go. Mettinger. So Mettinger had met. Melvin Knight at a homeless shelter in Washington County, and uh, they had moved around to various locations before ending up in Greensburg, where they met Ricky Smearns and Doherty at a bus station. So this was still when Doherty was living with Cathcart. So she knew all of these individuals. Um, They were invited to live with Smearns at that apartment that was not his. Okay. Um... And then also Angela Marinucci, who was 17 years old and still in high school, he was involved with her. So Smyrns was, I think, 30. He's involved with the 17-year-old. That's gross, Mm -hmm. but okay. Mettinger claimed in a lot of her testimony that Jennifer was also interested in a sexual relationship with Smyrns. But there was contradicting stories with that. Um, Jennifer was described as a naive and trusting young lady. She quickly was, became friends with Smyrns, um, Robert Smyrns and Rob, or Ricky Smyrns and Robert Cathcart. Um, but according to Robert Cathcart, the friendship was very volatile. Okay. So Ricky Smyrns allegedly made a lot, Jennifer do things with him, but she managed to deflect all attempts he made in engaging in actual sex. Okay. So it was kind of um, a lot. There's kind of multiple stories as to whether or not she actually wanted to participate with him in sex or if he was trying to take advantage of her or... We'll never really know since she's not around to say. So Robert Robert Cathcart had stated in in the trials that he was not quite sure how it happened, but soon Robert Smyrns, Melvin Knight, Peggy Miller... Amber Mettinger and Angela Marinucci had all moved in and were basically just freeloaders in Robert's apartment. Okay. And Jennifer had moved back in with her parents. Okay. So now she was... That's the six, right? Yes. Okay. And they were... Robert Smyrns is 36, Melvin Knight was 20, Peggy Miller was 27, Amber Mettinger was 20, and Angela Marinucci was 17. They're all over the map. All right. Yes. They were all often seen in the neighborhood and were known to hang out at the local mental facility. It's a weird hangout. Um, They were also known for starting and causing trouble, like, at the library or at other public places around town. Oh, I bet you they were, like, the group that hangs out in, like, the Taco Bell parking lot. Yeah, they're just general assholes all around. Just loiterers. Yeah. They're fucking loiterers. Got nothing better to do? (laughs) Fuck out of here! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Got aggressive. (laughs) The story makes me mad. Okay, I'm ready. I'm scared. So, you're not gonna like it. I know. It. 
like it makes my stomach clench. Okay. I'm already like <laughs> sweating. Tight. I got the nervous sweat. Yeah, I'm like, I'm already okay. tight chested, <gasps> ready for the beats. Well, laugh now because you're about to, <laughs> all the laughter is going to leave your soul pretty soon. Oh no. Uh, so Jennifer made her last trip to Cathcart's apartment. She had found that he had moved out. Okay. So he was no longer there because he couldn't get rid of the freeloader, so he bounced in later okay. days. But Jennifer didn't know that. So she showed up at his apartment to visit him. And the freeloaders were there. Yes. Okay. Um, so they were fucking squatting in this empty apartment, which had absolutely no furniture except a crutch, a towel rack, and some fingernail polish, spices, vegetable oil, and Christmas decorations. And they only all, know... All the necessities. <laughs> all the necessities, but... <laughs> fingernail polish... Mm, Christmas decorations. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I'm sorry. Are you ready? No. They only know that those were the things in the apartment because that's what they used to torture Jennifer to death. How? I don't like it. Oh, I'll get into it. Don't use... Hey, don't use Christmas decorations to torture anybody. It's a beautiful holiday. Don't talk about it. Just fucking wait. Do they... Oh, do they stab her with... No, I'm sorry. Just fucking... Do they stab her with the angel that goes on top of the tree? No. (laughs) I know where your mind was going, or the star. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. Get out. I'm nervous. Can you tell I'm nervous? Tell. You're fucking nervous. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right. So what, they let her in, and then once they had, they were all in the apartment, they almost immediately began bullying Jennifer. Um, I think she had gone into, like, the bathroom or something, and the group went through her purse, stole her money, all the gift cards, and her cell phone, and then poured like the nail polish remover and other stuff into her bag. When she asked why and became upset, that's when the beating started. And over the next 36 hours, she would be held, beaten, and tortured, culminating in her death. A day and a half? Mm-hmm. I hate that. Okay. So, um, they hit her on the head with filled soda bottles cut her hair and then shaved it, painted her face with nail polish, dumped liquid and spices on her head. Medinger said that she and Angela Marinucci took turns violently hitting Doherty with the metal towel rack and that she was then stripped naked and hidden away in an attic while Robert Cathart came and visited them. So he stopped by the apartment because his name was still on the lease. But he had no idea she was there? Had no idea. Oh, that's so sad. They stuffed her in in the attic. And then was moved to a bedroom by Melvin Knight when he left. At one point, Medinger went into the bedroom. She said she opened the door and saw Jennifer on the floor. Melvin Knight was on top of her. She had a sock in her mouth and he was holding her down and raping her. Your face right now. I hate it. I hate it. I'm I'm like on the brink of crying, this poor thing. Um, Robert's. Smurns then called the first of what he called four, and they were family meetings, to decide how to deal with Doherty before the group went to sleep. They decided to tie her up and leave her naked and handcuffed on the dirty bathroom floor. Uh, He then claims that the next morning, Doherty tried to escape before she was stopped and punished. Uh, Medinger stated that the group hit her with several items, then forced her to drink three different concoctions that contained urine, feces, bleach, cigarette ash, and crust pills. Why? I I hate these. Kill them all. So then the next, um, 
this next bit is from Robert Smyrns' testimony. He or Ricky Smyrns, he says that, and this was from the girl, right? Like the that those details were mm-hmm. from the first chick that they you were mentioned. between Mettinger and um, the seventeen-year-old. Okay, the two women. Yeah, yep. Well, there's Peggy Miller too. But Seventeen she was and just, twenty, correct? Uh, Amber was twenty, yes, and Angela was seventeen. Okay. And then there was Peggy, who she doesn't really have a lot of. She kind of was just another body, Yep, seems. So Smyrn stated that after the first day of the beatings on February 9th, Master, uh, he helped Doherty retrieve her clothes that um, Knight had stripped from her and tossed out the window. Um, and then they stated that they had walked that morning to a convenience store to buy cigarettes using money they took from Doherty's purse. And... Um, Jennifer was crying, saying she needed to go to the hospital because they made her eat pills. She asked Peggy Miller to take pictures of her injuries in the bathroom and send them to her mother. They all laughed at her. Um, before Darty could get her clothes and get out, so they had given her clothes. I think I think Mig- Miller and because um, Knight and Smyrns left, so I think Miller and Mettinger had tried to get her her clothes. Okay. But before she could get her clothes on, Knight and Smyrns returned to the apartment, and they resumed assaulting and torturing her. Um, on February 10th, Smyrns told the group, this is taking too long. The group met again and voted to kill Doherty. Uh, she said Smyrns and Knight tied her up with Christmas lights and garlands. They were plugged in, and Angela was mad because the lights didn't blink. Because she she was tied up to look like a Christmas tree, and she was mad because the lights weren't wouldn't blink. They were just stagnant lights. She wanted them to blink. I genuinely don't have words. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Smyrn stated, you know what, you have to do, Melvin. And then they went into the bathroom where Darty was tied up and repeatedly stabbed her for over 30 minutes. After Knight returned to the bedroom, where the other five waited, they heard another sound from Doherty, and he said, Ain't the bitch dead yet? So then they returned to the bathroom, where they slit her throat and cut her wrists. And then they attempted to write a suicide note, but then realized, no way in hell would that happen. So she made another noise, and they stated, How about we just break her neck? Ricky said that. Ricky Smart said that. So then... Knight and Smyrns returned to the bathroom, and uh, one of the six stated, I heard the sound of bones snapping. It was then decided that they had to discard her, so they folded her and stuffed her into a trash can, and they left it in the nearby school parking lot. Oh my god. Kill them all. Right? Bomb the house, they're done. Mm Mm-hmm. A truck driver... Noticed a trash can in the parking lot of the nearby middle school, the same trash can Jennifer's body was in. The medical examiner disclosed some of the aspects of the sadistic murder. They stated Jennifer's head was shaved and fingernail polish was smeared all over her face. Over the course of 33 to 36 hours, Jennifer was beaten with, like I said, a towel rack, possibly a crutch. Uh, They found urine and deodorant and spices in her stomach. Um, she was forced to drink vegetable oil. Her wrists were slashed. Um, and they believed to have restrained her using the Christmas decorations, which were found on her body in the in the tree, or in the garbage can. 
Uh, and when the police arrived to that apartment, all the evidence was still there, including the knife they used to fatally stab her. So they don't, they didn't really explain how they knew she did it. I'm assuming it's because they identified her and her parents said he was going to visit. Yeah, that's what and I'm that's guessing. How they figured Ended it out, but the they right didn't really. Place. There was like the story Sabrina sent me, the Wikipedia page, and like two other news stories that I could find, and they all when were. Was this? It happened in 2010. Is when this happened. Basically, that's what okay. I said. It's fucking this. I'm so redundant reading this. Well, it's it just so, make, it hurts my heart. Well, it's like when I did the Sylvia Likens case. Mm-hmm. I kept like having to regroup myself. I so, get it. The former county coroner who um, conducted and reviewed this, her body, mm-hmm. stated that it was one of the most horrific cases I've seen, and I have done thousands of autopsies and homicide victims. You have one young, defenseless woman, six people who are keeping her captive and doing all of these things, knowing she is mentally challenged. Put it all together, it's a bizarre and it's extreme barbarianism. Barbarianism? <laughs> I feel like I said that word wrong, but it's fine. So, it's extremely barbaric. On November 3rd, 2010, the prosecution was seeking the death penalty for Ricky Smearns, Melvin Knight, and Amber Mettinger. Okay. On August 3rd of 2011, Angela Marinucci was formally given a mandatory life sentence without the possibility of parole after being found guilty in May of first-degree murder. She was 17 at the time of the crime, so she was ineligible for the death penalty. Okay. On April 12th of 2012, Melvin Knight... Uh, pleaded guilty to first and second degree murder, kidnapping and conspiracy to commit murder and kidnapping. On August 30th, the jury deliberated for several hours before voting to put Knight to death. On February 28th of 2013, Ricky Smurns was sentenced to death. Good. On February, or on December 4th of 2013, Mettinger, uh, Amber Mettinger, was sentenced to 40 to 80 years in prison after pleading guilty to third-degree murder, kidnapping, and conspiracy. Um, was that just because she testified? Did she get any yeah, sort of, like, so. leniency deal? I totally Or because up. it wasn't proven that she actually did the physical act of murder, she was just partaking in the abuse leading up to it. Yeah. I totally fucked this up. Okay. Uh, there was... I read five names. There was a sixth name. It's Robert Masters. I was confused. I was m- mixing up Ricky Smurns and Robert Masters oh. and Robert Carthart. Oh, yeah. So I... Robert Masters and Smurns. See, and I was like, so is Robert the one that lives there? Is he part of it? Because yeah. then sometimes no, there's it would two be Roberts. Robert. And so I confused them. So there's, I'm going to read this again. There's Ricky Smearns, Robert Masters, Melvin Knight, Peggy Miller, Amber Mettinger, and Angela Marinucci. And then Robert Carthart is the one who had the apartment. Okay. So then I got those confused, but basically Robert Masters and Smearns were the two that did most of the killing. Yeah. Knight raped her and then the girls beat her. Yeah. Just to sum up. Just generally, all shit. Shit people. Uh, just shit fucking, humans. Fucking shit jerks. Uh, the final two suspects, Robert Masters and Peggy Miller, pled guilty to third degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and conspiracy to commit kidnapping. And Masters was sentenced to 30 to 70 years, and Miller was sentenced to 35 to 74 years. Okay. 
In September of 2014, Melvin Knight appealed his sentence. His trial was delayed several times, but his sentence was upheld in March of 2019. Marinucci has twice since appealed her sentence of life in prison and is expected to stand trial in the summer of 2019. Um, I haven't, I didn't find an update yet on that. Okay. So for one of her other appeals, uh, Smyrns also appealed his sentence, but a job judge upheld his death sentence. His education was, er, education, his execution was delayed in July of 2017 and there hasn't been an update on that yet. Okay. And then on November 15th of 2018, um, Knight's, he appealed, Knight appealed again and were denied again, and he was returned to death row. Okay. So, I feel like I totally fucked that up, because I screwed up the two Roberts. I don't think so, because you okay. said the correct names, you just, in our, like, in your mind, I think you were just mixing up the names. I was just the missing names. the one person, yeah. but, okay. Either no, way, they're all fucks, and they're all assholes, and they're all going to die, hopefully. Very soon. Yeah, if, if possible. Either, either way, fuck them. So, in the trials, they all stated, because they asked why this was happening, why did you do this? And Jennifer, they all said that she asked repeatedly why this was happening, and they never answered her. Um, And they still, they never really gave an answer as to why that happened. However, and I think this might be partially why uh, Marinucci is not getting the... She keeps appealing and it's not going to happen. So jail inmates testified and have testified that Angela Marinucci, the 17-year-old, threatened to kill Doherty several days before her body was discovered. So they knew her. Okay. And they testified Marinucci overheard her boyfriend, who was Ricky Smearns, telling Doherty on a telephone call that he loved her and wanted to marry her. Oh. Um... And there was a prior relationship, they said, with Ricky Smearns and Jennifer Doherty, because they were at that homeless shelter together. Right. And that's how they both met Robert Cathart, the one who owned the apartment. Okay. Um, it was in, it was behind the back of Marinucci. Um, Anthony Zappone testified, who was being held in the county jail on an unrelated burglary charge, said he met Smearns on February 5th at the Greensburg apartment... And the two had smoked cigarettes on the per- porch. Smearns was talking on the telephone to Doherty. And according to Zappone, Marinucci came from behind and overheard the conversation. And she said, I'm going to kill that bitch. Another inmate, Tina Warwick, testified that Marinucci told her in jail she was disappointed with the types of Christmas garland Miller purchased to tie Doherty up to dump her body. She said she was upset it wasn't battery-operated Christmas lights, so she would have been blinking when they found her. So, all of this is leading to believe that she was the mastermind of the whole thing. Yes. The 20-year-old, correct? Right. Well, no, Amber? because she's the 17-year-old. Oh, she's the youngest. Oh, yes. yeah. She told County Detective Robert Weaver that Darty had come to Greensburg and originally stayed with Marinucci at her parents' home on Mount Pleasant Street before ending up at the group's apartment. Uh-huh. And Marinucci had incorrectly also told the group she was carrying Smyrn's baby. So, they, she had told everybody that she was pregnant with Ricky Smyrn's baby. And, um, Mettinger had stated that Angela was pregnant with Ricky's baby and Jennifer was trying to be with him and everybody thought it was wrong. So, Marinucci had claimed that Knight and Mettinger first drugged Doherty, according to her statement to police, and she claimed that Knight fatally stabbed Doherty. So, there's kind of like that, 
she lied and said she was pregnant and said that Jennifer was trying to get Ricky. And so I don't know if she just got them all riled up. Not that it this really matters, but I have to take a look because this story reminds me fucked up of a documentary that I watched called Sugar Baby. And okay. I'm trying to see if it's the same family because I don't think it is. I don't think so, but there's like just the minute differences, but it's all, oh my gosh, it's, it's just, I would fuck. Just fuck. Yeah. Just fuck. I mean, I, nope. Uh, but yeah, that's oh the short gosh. and sweet and to the point and it's totally fucked up. And I feel like I didn't do that justice. I feel like I totally fucked that whole story up. I don't think that you did. I think getting it out there is important whether you realize which Robert you're talking about or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you said, like I said, you said the right names. It's just in your head. It was like, wait, that wasn't, that I missed that Robert. I missed I that name. I meant there was six. Sorry, Sabrina, if I screwed it up. But hey. either way, that was a good story. And uh, I think I was like trying to get it out so fast because it makes me, it hurts to talk about it. And it, it's, uh, it makes me so uncomfortable to, like, have to say those things that I was just trying to get it all out, and that's why I... <laughs> oh, set, it's called Goodnight Sugar Babe, not Sugar oh. Baby. But, yeah, it's a very, maybe I'll do that for one of my things. Yeah, it's, uh, it literally, like, I don't know what it is about the torture aspect of it that just, like... Well, it's just... It makes my stomach hurt. It's just so fucked. Like, genuinely, a girl did no wrong, and they did it, like, in a guy's apartment that all he did would ha All he had was the best intentions for everybody he wanted to help. He moved out of his own fucking apartment because these squatters were there. He didn't even, like... You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just a... It's just a shit... And, like, nail polish on her face and mm -hmm. Christmas lights wrapped around her and... Aye. Aye, aye, aye. So much stabbing. So much slitting of throats. And then they try to break her fucking neck. Yeah. And she did, literally did nothing. Like, it yeah. was... She... And... And... <laughs> if the latter part is real, true, correct where that 17-year-old girl kind of made it all happen. This guy who's saying he loves this other girl, like... Mm hmm The uh, fuck's wrong? And he was, like, the... He's the one who called the family meetings and decided that she needed to die. He was the one that, like, was calling and, like, calling the shots, even if she was, like, the mastermind behind it. Like, yeah, he was the muscle, she was the brain, maybe. Well, and the fact that you had three women who were beating her, you had one guy raping her, like, what the f fuck is wrong with you people? I don't... Well, and then on top of that, just the fact that she had the mental capacity of, like, an 11, 12-year-old, like, that, it's... Yeah. It's, it's just... Basically, that's happening to a child. Yeah. It's just so... Terrible. It's mm -hmm. terrible. God, we need to figure out some sort of comedic break. Yeah. 
I have a, I have, I have kind of a funny story at okay, the end, cool. but it's, we'll, I, we can turn it funny, I think. We'll try, we'll do what we can. Yeah, we'll do what we can. Fucking with A. It. <laughs> fucking A. Are you ready? Are you? Are you? I might fucking be. I don't know why you're mad. I was I'm asking if you were Always mad. <sighs> I don't know how to describe the story. So, started thinking, oh, murder, you know, plain and simple. Turned out, it's a conspiracy theory behind it, and turned out pretty interesting, so. Does it have to do with a time-traveling pirate? Nope. With gold doubloons? Thank fucking God. I don't know if I could listen to you talk about gold balloons and a Gold balloons? I didn't say balloons, I said doubloons. <laughs> you, s- you, said, you said gold balloons. <laughs> Stop it. Gold balloons. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I don't have my glasses on yet. I'm, like, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you again. Are you ready? I am already. I'm already. I'm already. Anyway. Tell me your fucking story. I'm ready. I'm gonna tell you the story of Annie Oakley? Bjornsson. Bjornsson? Okay. Bjornsson. <laughs> We're already starting, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Bjornsson. 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 It's Bjorn. like Bjornsson. Bjorn. It's Swedish. You're so good with the... So it's got that umlau, and I just can't get my... What's it called? Umlau. It's like when you make that diphthongy sound. Umlau. Bjorn. Bjorkinson. Bjorkinson? Bjorkinson? Everybody fucking hates us by now. That's fine. fine. I'm trying to say it correctly so that I don't... I'm not, like, making fun of it, I guess. Anyway, so on December 4th of 2005, a woman named Annie Bjorkinson, who was 30 years old at the time, was found on the shore uh, of Prestwood, Scotland. She moved to Scotland just for an adventure, basically, and fell in love with it. Um, For the time, for a time before her discovery, she seemed to be concerned about some sort of situation in her life, but was very, like, vague about everything. Was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I I can take care of it, or I can take care of myself, or, you know, when she'd say something like, oh, you know, life is interesting, that sort of thing. Um, She... Her death was ruled a suicide, a probable suicide. Okay. And But her family and her best friend Maria began a campaign for a full investigation with suspicions that Annie was actually murdered and the murder was being covered up. If I ever get die... Get died. If I ever get died <laughs> and it's rural, ruled a suicide, I was fucking murdered. Look into that shit. You, you better fucking look into that shit! <laughs> All right. I expect you to become famous off my murder. That, like, you go... <laughs> I won't be that best friend that, like, like became an investigator. An investigator, you write some fucking books, you go on Good Morning America, I expect all that shit, alright? You better get rich <laughs> on my fucking murder. You better murder. get rich on my fucking murder, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so that was, like, anyway. the, the spark notes of the case. Okay. Let's get into the details. Let's dive right in, shall we? So, Annie was born in Sweden... And she was described as adventurous and outgoing, very boisterous, 
And a lot of times they said when she would tell stories, she'd tell it with, like, excited detail and, mm-hmm. like, get really loud talking. People would have to tell her to calm down. She's getting like a me? little too... <laughs> well, too excited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she was angrily excited. I think she was just excited. <laughs> I don't think she was full of rage, but along the same lines. <laughs> she was a performer from birth. She would sing, and she learned to play bass guitar in a band when she was in her early adulthood, so when she was in her early 20s. Uh, she spoke multiple languages, Ooh. Swedish, English, French, Spanish, along with some French, or some, um... <laughs> like, along with Finnish, French again, huh? Excuse me. Finnish. Finnish. And her father was from Hungary, so she spoke Hungarian as well. Wait. It's not Hungary. Hungry, excuse me. <laughs> Can we, like, redo that? I don't want to come off as totally Dude, bad. I forgot a name in my whole fucking story. It's I, fine. I made up a fucking country. So That's I different than forgetting there's two Roberts. <laughs> anyway. You even said it. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you repeat I that? I appreciate you calling it out, because <laughs> no one like, have gotten a fucking you, email. And then you went... Hungry. hungry. <laughs> I meant you, hungry. You got it. You Fucking knew it. <laughs> uh, whatever. She was a very independent woman. I'm not going to redo it because I don't care anymore. She was a very independent woman. She also was described as quite naive and like would trust people just Aww. for because people should be good because she was a very good person. Right. She just assumed everybody was good. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I've been in that boat, too, where it's yeah. like, uh, it's fine, just look past that bad stuff. I'm fucking not trusting of anyone. I mean, uh, you grow into not trusting anyone, but <laughs> when you're younger and naive. <laughs> when Annie was 29... dark. <laughs> I don't act like it's untrue. Okay. <laughs> once you start fucking meeting people as an adult... Yeah, you once realize, you have to, like, interact with adult people without your parents saying, hey, don't talk to that person. Hey, stop. They're a bad influence. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. My mom always used to say, just use me as an excuse to not hang out with them. Yep. Just say, my mom won't let me. That's what okay. my mom used to say. Well, we have the best moms. I know. Just say, just use me. I'll be a bitch. Okay, Mom. Okay. Thanks, Mom. When she turned 29, that's when she decided to move to Scotland. Um, she wanted to work on her English in Scotland. Closer than the United States, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And to have a bit of an adventure. I want to fucking move to Scotland for an adventure. Pick up and go. Wouldn't it be so cool, though, to live in Europe where it's like... You can go to a different country, like, in a three-hour drive. You can hop on a train and fucking go to France for the weekend. Yeah. Like, that was... You know where I can go? Fucking go with... You know, I went to Target the other day. That was cool. (laughs) Fucking... (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Hit up the Walmart and Walgreens on the way home. It's a bit of an adventure, NBD. Uh, so she arrived in the fall of 2004 and began studying English at the Aspect ILA in Edinburgh. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's just mm-hmm. like a secondary school type of thing. She rented an apartment where she had a room but shared all of the living quarters with flatmates. Okay. Who she had never met before she moved into the flat. So it was literally just like a hostile type of situation where she moved in. And yeah. that, that those were the people she was with. But it seemed like a nice hostel, because mostly hostels are 
sharing Gross. rooms and yeah and dirty yeah <laughs> in february of 2005 she earned a scholarship to the scotch whiskey heritage center fuck yeah now it's known as the scotch whiskey experience it's a tourist location yeah. where people paid to learn more about scotch whiskey how it was made the history sample it honestly it, it kind of just sounds like a distillery yeah and I don't know how you get a scholarship for it, but she got a scholarship and she did, did she get a scholarship free. from them? It sounds like it was like an internship. Okay. So, but they called it a scholarship in the article. Okay. So she was kind of just shadowing someone mm-hmm. who was working there and learning all about the company and the, how everything was made. But Annie was an entertainer by trade, so she did really well with the tourists there. And being she knew all those languages, Mm -hmm. she thrived at this place. Right. Uh, But the scholarship ended in August, and she returned to Sweden. So after all that was done, she moved back home. She didn't want to stay in Sweden, Sweden, and she wanted to move back to Scotland as soon as she could. It was just trying to figure out jobs and everything. Mm -hmm. And she was collecting unemployment through Sweden, so it gave her the ability to be able to go to Scotland to find work. Okay. Because she had the free time and was getting money to be able to pay for the stuff because she didn't have rent anywhere. She just kind of was moving around, staying mm-hmm. wherever she could. She was trying to get work in hotels because of the languages. Right. And it sounds like she kind of had a hospitality kind of personality where mm-hmm. she'd do really well with that. But by late October, she had found herself back in Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland. I can't say that. You're having a hard time with the countries. It's the T. <laughs> I'm missing, I'm like, Scot, Scotland. I don't know why I'm missing, like, those consonants. <laughs> you know, who needs consonants? Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. But was still unemployed, and she spent a lot of her time just exploring the city and learning more about the people, basically. Mm-hmm. In late November, Annie was at a nightclub called Mood. <laughs> Fancy. I know, right? What kind of mood was she in? Uh, a nightclub one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird question for me to ask you. Put you right I don't on your... know. I don't know. A nightclub-y one? Uh... <laughs> Sounds like she was feeling really rambunctious. <laughs> there. She met a man who said that he was Martin Leslie, which is a rugby player. Like a famous one oh. in Europe. She was Jeff huge. wasn't him? No. Okay. Was not. She was a huge fan of rugby. And apparently this guy played for Scotland, but he was from New Zealand. Um, but she found out that it wasn't him because... And the reason they thought maybe she thought it was actually him was he hadn't played rugby in Scotland for a couple of years. So he has, wasn't like on the front page all the mm-hmm. time or anything or in the news so but they found out it wasn't him because this martin guy has been living back in new zealand for like two years since oh. his rugby career was done in scotland so no, you're fucking lying yeah but either way it's not him and da, 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 da. so this guy was trying to get annie drunk kept offering her champagne and wine and get her to drink but annie wasn't much of a drinker anyway and she would continually turn him down uh reports say that they talked for a couple hours at this club and then annie went home so it wasn't anything weird there wasn't any like come back to my place type of stuff 
Annie was a swimmer, and she had a place that she would go to regularly to swim. Okay. This fake Martin guy, I don't know what else to call him, showed up multiple times at this spot unexpectedly. They don't know how he knew where oh, she swam, if it was something, her, right? Sure. If it was something um, that they talked about in, in passing or something, oh, yeah. but either way, he's showing up without talking to her. And, and that would be an easy conversation to go, you know, I enjoy swimming. Oh, where's the good place to go swimming around here? Exactly. It's so I guess, you never sorry. really know what it was because nobody was really overhearing this conversation. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, she seemed interested in the guy, but she was very uncomfortable with the fact that he was showing up unexpectedly. So, like, she would talk yeah. friendly with him, but then would say stuff like, I I don't really know why he's here or whatever. Someone asked him, oh, what was that? As far as we know, this guy was never identified. So nobody knows really who he was or where he came from, basically. He death killed her. On November 27th. Annie called her best friend Maria. Nobody solves a problem Nobody. like Maria. <laughs> Liberty Gibbet, a willable wit, a clown. Many a thing you know you like to tell, tell her. her. <laughs> Many a thing she ought to understand. <laughs> like how to make sense. And listen to all you say. <laughs> how do you keep a wave upon the sun? Oh, how do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you hold a moonbeam in your hand? <laughs> Sound of music, sing along. God, we're fucking dumb. <laughs> it's funny because you went there and I went, Maria! <laughs> Separate musical. So West Side Story. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's get back into it. She called her best friend, Maria. She called Maria. Okay. And talked to her for about an hour, and then Maria called her again on December 1st, four days later, and reported that Annie sounded normal, mostly talked about paying rent and getting a membership to the swimming center that she was going to. So she could stop having to see creepy guy come right. to swimming spot. And Annie's brother also spoke to her around this time, and she asked him... If people could be tracked by their computers, but didn't say why she was asking it, any more questions than that, that was the only thing mm -hmm. that she asked him. So that was a little odd, and it was, like, stored in the back of the mind type of yeah. thing. And uh, another woman that was her neighbor in the building, um, Annie said that she mentioned that Annie was upset about a man. She had said something about it, but didn't give a lot of detail but this was her, like, account when everything went down. Mm -hmm. And as far as anyone knows, she had no significant others, so they don't really know what man she'd be upset about. Uh, maybe she was concerned about fake Martin. I don't fake know. Fake Martin. Fake Martin. She also made a vague statement to another roommate of hers that she had something she needed to take care of. Quotations. But Is she in the mafia? Right. <laughs> Just something I gotta take care of. Swimming with the fishes. It's <laughs> uh, not funny because that's how she died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to laugh. Your story was so sad. I know. <laughs> um, but she also made the statement saying that she had a decision to make that would change her life. 
And, you know, like, a culmination of all these things, if nothing had happened to her, I don't think anybody would think anything of it. Like, oh, she's a, you know, 30-year-old woman. Maybe she's deciding if she wants to move back home. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that sort of thing. But being she ended up dead, yeah, it now all seems very suspicious. She went to the Scotch Whiskey Center to visit her friend Kat, who she met there when she did her internship scholarship, on Friday, December 2nd, so the next day after talking to Maria. Around 5.30 in the evening, Kat said that Annie seemed herself until about 6.15 when she was on the phone with her mother. She said that her demeanor flipped instantly, and Annie's mother, Guya. That's a name. It's a name. (laughs) That's what what I say when I have, that name is weird and I have no comment for it. I'm like, that's a, that's a name. Well, and it's one of those that's like multiple consonants in a row because it's Swedish. Yeah. And so I looked up how to say it, and I just wrote it the way that you say it. Guya. Guya. Uh, Let me guess, was it G-O-O? It was like... No. (laughs) It was like G-J-U-A. Oh. It was weird. It was like Guya, but I mean, obviously, with a Swedish accent, it's more... There's a little more in it. Whenever I, I try to do a Swedish accent, the first thing I have to do Swedish is... Swedish chef? That, no. <laughs> no, um... Big summer blowout. Big summer blowout. I'm frozen. <laughs> but, so her mother, Guya, was concerned because the family was voicing their worries about Annie because she had been very vague about but having problems saying things the last, like, two weeks since she moved back. Right. Um, and having odd con- conversations, like, with her brother and stuff. So she told her, I'm concerned about you. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Do you need help? Do you need to come home? That sort of thing. She basically was a mom. Yeah, exactly. Being like, hey, people are saying things. and Why I'm are you being of... fucking weird? Do exactly. you need to come home? <laughs> Do you need to come home? <laughs> Do I need to come there? Uh, so at the end of the conversation... Basically, her mom asked her to try to check in more mm-hmm. so that just to, like, calm her own nerves, basically. Right. And Annie's response was, we'll see about that. But in translation, it might have been made into, like, a snarkier comment than it actually was. You know what I mean? Right. Because it was translated. If my mom said, I need you to check in more because I'm worried about it, my response would have been, we'll see about that. That would not have gone over well. She, my mom would have showed up. <laughs> my mom would have fucking shown. Well, yeah, you're right. We you will, will fucking, fucking see, see about that. Now I'm moving <laughs> in. Hi. I'm handcuffing myself to you. <laughs> you're having issues. Mama's here. We'll see about that. We'll fucking see about my shoe up your ass. <laughs> right, exactly. Call me. <laughs> um, so Guya said that it... She seemed rushed in the conversation, was like, I need to go because I'm with friends, which was true. She was Mm -hmm. with Kat. But Annie assured Guya that she could take care of herself and that there wasn't, sorry, and then that there was nothing to be worried about. And in response, oh, this is in response to her mother. She said, we'll see about that. Uh, I jumped that because I got into it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so she basically was just like, I'm good. I'm a grown up. I can handle it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. But didn't say nothing's going on really. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? So who knows what's going on? 
But later that night, she had another odd phone call with one of her friends from Sweden. She told her friend that she was heading out to a party, and the party started around 10. That is the only details, or are the only details that anybody knows about this party that she was talking about. So then the next day on Saturday, December So none of her 3rd, friends went to it? She was in Scotland. She, I mean, she had, like, Kat was her friend, but I don't know if she had very okay. many, like, close friends to go places with her. And as far as everything that I've read, nobody called when she showed up dead. Nobody called to say, hey, I saw her last night. Hey, we did this oh. last night. So there was no verification of this party or anything. Okay. On Saturday, December 3rd, the very next day, Annie tried to withdraw money from an ATM at Glasgow Central Station, but was declined because she had insufficient funds. She was caught on CCTV 30 miles away in Presswick Airport at the same time, which confused the authorities at first, but then they realized time changes. And so the timestamp was actually an hour different than the one that was timestamped at the Mm. ATM. So it was an hour later. That was a funny little thing that I found. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even think about that since we're in the United States and our time changes are quite wide ranged, you know? Right. Anyway, so the authorities were baffled by this, but then realized the time change at Let's see, one of her flatmates saw her at 1.30. So this was, <sighs> at 1.30, this is when it gets into those weird details. 1.30 that, in the afternoon? Correct. Okay. They said that, and it said that she was at the ATM at 2.15, which that trip, if you took public transportation, which she did, that's all mm-hmm. she traveled by, is a over an hour trip, and it took her 45 minutes. Okay. So they're thinking that she possibly thought like maybe her roommate got the wrong time or she maybe got a ride from somebody, but nobody came forward to say they gave her a ride. It's, so that's probably easy for a roommate to say, saw her at one thirty and actually saw her at one. Exactly. So it's, it's like, it's not as weird as it could be, but it's mm-hmm. still kind of odd that for whatever reason she had that one thirty in her head. And yeah. then she was a 45 minutes later, she was already at this hour away place. Um, but she didn't have her own car. So if she was to drive there, that wasn't public transportation. It had to have been a ride from somebody mm-hmm. at two fifteen at that ATM. She was in at Glasgow station. She attempted to withdraw 100 pounds, but was insufficient. So she was denied. She then tried to get 50 pounds out and was denied again. She left without getting any money and was next seen an hour later at Prestwick International Airport. Crossing the bridge from the railway, smoking a cigarette. So that's like the only timestamps they really have of her is ATM. She's at the airport, not doing anything at the airport, just going straight out. Uh, the assumption is that she got the train after the ATM. ATM and went to the airport, but there's no footage of her entering or exiting the train. So maybe another ride. They don't really know. Yeah. Prestwick is where she would go every time she went to fly home. So it she was really comfortable with the airport. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she was confused or had to ask for help for anything. 
Maybe she attempted to go back to Sweden. Uh, she did have a hair appointment in Sweden on Monday, so they were assuming she was making her way home. She had very long, thick hair and had, like, one person she would let touch it. <laughs> she, she, so she'd fly to Sweden for hair appointments. <laughs> that, and she had library books that she checked out in Sweden and needs to bring back because... She's, Imagine that. Just... I'm just going to fly to Sweden. It's probably super cheap. Like, oh yeah, that's Jesse was telling me the other day that she flew from like Spain to France or something, something weird where she was just like, yeah, it was like $45. Yeah. Imagine living like that where you could just fucking (laughs) hop on a fucking plane and go to Sweden for 50 bucks. I can get to Minneapolis for maybe $45 (laughs) on a plane. Ugh. Anyway, so... I, I gotta get my hair done, so I gotta go to Sweden. Right, I have to go to Sweden. So they were thinking she was going home, and there was a flight that was leaving at 6.30 that evening, so most likely they thought she was going to try to catch that flight. In the footage, she had her hair pulled back. She was wearing a winter jacket and a red shirt underneath the winter jacket. They could see the collar. Her family thinks it's this red and white fleece that she had, but... From the footage, you can't really tell that it's that. They just know that she owns one and it looked like it. Normal, she had normal long pants on and she was wearing tennis shoes and it looked like she was carrying a bag that was bigger than a purse. They called it a weekend bag. Yeah. So anytime I go anywhere. Exactly. And Annie entered the airport in the footage, took the escalator, and then went out the side exit to the parking lot. She didn't stop anywhere. She didn't try to get a ticket. She just went straight out to the parking lot. Uh, A journalist, Kenneth Roy, once reenacted this with, like, the same time stamp with a woman the same kind of size, carrying Mm -hmm. a bag and dressed the same way as her, just to see how long it would take to get across. Mm -hmm. It took this woman one minute and 32 seconds if she stood on on the escalator and one minute and 20 seconds if she walked down the escalator. But according to the timestamps on the CCTV, she managed to do this in 55 seconds. So she had to have, because it was like entrance and exit. So she must have been running. Yeah. So they had like entrance, exit, CCTV footage of her. So they didn't see what she was doing on inside. The, inside. So she had to have been running at some point. It, or like the time stamps were messed up or something weird. They were a few seconds off or something. But either way, it's kind of weird that she felt the need to run, and she didn't even stop anywhere to do anything. If she had come with the intentions of getting a ticket, she wasn't even inside long enough to get it. So that's how they know that she just Mm -hmm. went straight through. Annie was in the parking lot area for only about three minutes before she re-entered the airport and was seen on CCTV. The theory was that maybe she was trying to find another ATM, went out and walked around, but they also said that that Everything I read said that was very unlikely, being she was so comfortable with the airport, she would know where the ATMs mm-hmm. are. She's been there enough to where it's, like, yeah, not likely that, that she's searching. According to people that are close to her, the face, like, her face looked upset or angry when she came into the doors of the airport. And then she walked through the airport and left again. There was less than five minutes that she was actually in the airport or around the airport. And it was a two and a half hour trip to get to the airport. So they think that maybe she came to meet someone or get something from someone in the parking lot. 
mm-hmm. whether it be money or something else because she was trying to get out money. Maybe she was trying to get money for a ticket and then nobody showed up and she was late and that's why she was running. All sorts of weird speculations, but nobody really knows because nobody's come forward to say. Yeah, they, do they suspect, suspect like drugs or something like that? Or No, that's not... Um, that's not one of the theories, just because she has never had any sort of, like, history of any... Mm-hmm. She's not. She doesn't even drink, really. Right, I just wonder what you need drugs for, why you're meeting someone in the parking lot, and... Or what you need money for. Right, well, and I'm wondering if maybe it was someone was going to give her money and she was going to get an airplane ticket and go from there. Oh. Or something like that, but, again, nobody really knows. And I totally want to do, like, a speculation station at the end where we can chat about it, because there's okay. some just weird Keep in and outs. Then. At 4.05, which is about 45 minutes later, there's a woman seen on um, footage alongside on Station Road towards Firth, Firth of Clyde, which is a body of water at the edge of Prestwick. So if that is her... For somehow she's missing 45 minutes of time because it's like not even a mile walk to get there. And they said it took 45 minutes to show her like on her way. So she went a few blocks in 45 minutes. So they thought maybe she stopped somewhere. Um, but they don't know for sure even if it is her on that video. No, the police think it is and her family disagrees. They don't think it looks like her. They don't think it's her. And it's a really like spotty footage CCTV. Mm-hmm. So you can't really tell details, but the family family says that it's, she doesn't even walk like her, which I'm apt to believe the family because mm-hmm. they know her well. At 4.30, two men saw someone standing on the shore at this body of water and staring out at the sea. When they were walking home 20 minutes later after stopping at the store, they saw that person still standing there, seemingly not moving whatsoever in 20 minutes, still just standing there staring at the sea. They then discussed that maybe this person was contemplating suicide, like just sitting there stuck in their thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. but didn't really give it much thought because people are always sitting at the sea looking at it, you know. That's a weird thing to assume. Um, Yeah, but it was like a big, from the way that they described it, it was like this big, like, drop-off of a, like, not dock, but whatever they're called. I don't know. I don't know terms of ocean things, but it's like a dock. Huh? A pier? Yeah! Look at you. You're so smart. I just saw the ocean for the first time a couple weeks ago, so this is fresh. I'll be well-versed eventually. Anyway, (laughs) but they didn't think much of it until the next day when... They found the body on the beach, and then they went to the authorities and said that they did see someone being kind of weird, like, standing in one spot, not mm-hmm. moving. But they couldn't even, like, state whether they were sure it was a woman or a man. So they don't know if it had any anything to do with it, but they wanted to tell the officers just in case. Another woman also says that she saw someone that looked like Annie speaking to two men on the beach. So then they're like, did these two men talk to her and not say that they talked to her? Mm-hmm. Or was this totally different people? Lots of if-ands type of things. Right. The next time there was a sighting was at 8.23, the very next morning on December 4th, when a dog walker found her body lying underneath the seawall, so next to the pier. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Learning words, learning words. Next to her body, 
was her coat, her winter jacket she was wearing, and her bag. The red shirt that was underneath it was nowhere to be found, so that's why they think it was a fleece, too, because she was still wearing a shirt, just like the red collar wasn't found. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit weird that the bag and the jacket ended up sitting and washed up right next to her, because if they were to be taken off, they would think that because they're lighter, they'd get pushed out to see oh, yeah. more, you know? So they thought that was weird and suspicious. The family does. And when did she take it off? Why did she take it off? And why did it wash up right next to her body? Even if she didn't yeah. take it off and it came off her in the water, it still wouldn't wash up right next to each other. Exactly. And it's like, where'd the other shirt go? Why is it, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of weird circumstances for things to wash up naturally. Impossible? No. Improbable. Improbable, yes. Mm-hmm. The the autopsy, bleh, I don't know why I made that noise, but it's fine. Here we are. The autopsy was conducted in Scotland. Her death was ruled a drowning in salt water, but they did not test the water that was inside of her. This becomes important later. Mm-hmm. Her body was muddy and full of seaweed. Her lungs were full and frothy. She had... Uh, slight depressions on her forehead and nose. They assumed it was from lying on the beach because she was, but she was found lying on her back. So I don't know why they think that. Like she landed on something. I don't know. But depressions as if she had been lying on something, but she was found on her back. No bruising or trauma to her genital region. So they're like, there wasn't like a sexual assault. They don't think. I mean, unprobable. Um, both lungs had hemorrhaging, and there was minor bruising to her body, but nothing more than what they would assume was from her getting tossed around in the waves. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're by a pier, there's the big, tall mm-hmm. wooden frames that you could ping right. pong around through. Right. Uh, there was a little ping alcohol. pong. That, I mean, I got you. I don't fucking ping pong. Into... I was thinking pin paw, pin ball. Ping pong. Bing, 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 bing. But instead it came out ping pong. <laughs> Either way, it's a fucking weird analogy, but continue. There was some alcohol found in her system, but it was only enough for, like, a drink. And there were no drugs found in her system. Annie's family agrees that she did die of drowning, but they believe that there that it wasn't an act of suicide because it was so out of her character, and they thought it was murder for whatever reason. Uh, they ruled... Ruled out foul play very quickly. In fact, they announced on the news the very next day that they found not suspicious suicide or a possible suicide, that they found a woman's body who committed suicide off of the... Like, they verified that that's what it was. Um, With no... They didn't look for evidence to the contrary. They didn't even, like... Like I said, they didn't Mm -hmm. even test the water or anything to make sure... uh, but, but that was the body of water. Yeah, basically, it. basically they just went. I mean, it looks like a suicide, and then called it a suicide. But I mean, how can they even say that? She could have been standing on the edge of the pier, tripped, hit her head, and rolled off the edge of the pier. Mm-hmm. See, and then that's the kind of stuff where it's like, then how did her jacket and stuff get off? If she's like, maybe walking? she took it off. Exactly. But it was December. It a, yeah, but I mean, I take my. I don't even wear a fucking jacket in December. So maybe if she had a big, a heavy fleece on and she'd been walking for a mile, but they can't find the fleece. Right. That's weird. I'm just saying, <laughs> if she, just go with me. I know, I know we're not done, but go with me for a minute. If she walked from the airport to the pier, and they uh-huh. said that's about a mile walk. Yes. Even in, like, December, if you're walking, maybe she got warm if she had, like, the heavy fleece or whatever on underneath. 
I'm saying if. Mm-hmm. So she took her jacket off. Standing on the edge of the pier. She trips, falls, rolls off the pier. That's how, but I still don't know where her fleece is. A dolphin unzips the fleece. No, I don't. And undresses her to I, try to make her lighter so she can swim That's where my theory falls apart, because I don't know where the fucking fleece is. Unless getting tossed around in her body or whatever, it came off somehow. See, and, and that's, then, that's where it's questionable, because there wasn't, from this medical report, there wasn't a lot of bruising, like she got tossed around too crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? It was kind of like she fell in couldn't get herself back up and got washed up. Like, okay. that's what it, it seems like, according to what they found a in the medical report. A fleece <laughs> stole it off her dead body. I thought she was trying to make her lighter so she could swim to the surface. <laughs> Less traction. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, on December 16th, Annie's body was returned to Sweden to her family. So, two weeks later. Uh, her family arranged for another autopsy because they, they were like, nope, nope, this doesn't seem right. Where there was definitely some major differences found in the autopsies. First of all, Annie's hair had been hacked off unevenly. The, they said that the explanation was that her hair had been cut, but they said there was only like five or six centimeters that were cut, which is only like an inch and a half, which isn't enough with long hair. Cause she had like to her waist hair to be able to really tell the difference. I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. um, they said that it had been cut off by a coroner in Scotland because there was weeds and stuff tangled in it. But the coroner in Sweden said that is not something they would do legally. That is not okay to do that. That's tampering with anything that's, mm-hmm. you know, unless the family said that it was okay, they shouldn't have been doing right. anything to the body other than medically examining it mm-hmm. and, you know, cleaning it off to examine it. Right. It doesn't mean they didn't. They it doesn't just, mean they didn't. Right. And that was one of the things the family said that they're not necessarily ruling out that there was a corner who didn't know what incompetent. The fuck they were doing. Yeah person doing something, whether it be a coroner or a helper or whatever. It's like, um, uh, so they, they do say that that's a possibility, but they, they said it was more than what they said got cut off, that mm-hmm. it was almost up to her shoulders cut off. <gasps> yeah. And if I'm sorry, but one, if you're going to pay to fly to Sweden to have someone do your hair, she's, she's not cutting it. No. She's not telling anybody else to hack it off. Right. But, so that was one of the big differences that the family noticed and was noted. What if it was cut way shorter before she went in the water and then they cut off little centimeters or whatever? That's what I'm wondering. That's why the parent, that's why the family's like, okay, they're not denying that it could be somebody who's incompetent. But but, why is it fucking short? But it's a lot more than what they said. So was it something else before that? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Another inconsistency is that the coroner in Sweden had found, like, more bruising than previously mentioned. Mm -hmm. And in Scotland, they decided that the bruising was most likely post-mortem from being in the water, getting hit, yada yada, right? But the Swedish coroner came to the conclusion that it was not 
post-mortem, first of all. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly on the right side of her body, as if... This is what I'm imagining. Right upper side of her body, as if she's, like, warding off some sort of blow. Mm -hmm. Because if she's right-handed, that's where she's going to go. This is my thoughts. And it was not from lividity, the pooling of blood after death. It... They were huge bruises all the way up, up mm-hmm. and down the upper side of her right body on her head and torso and her arm. Also, a sample of Annie's bone marrow, here's a random thing, was mm-hmm. tested and they found tiny algae in the bone marrow. But these algae were not from salt water. They were from fresh water. So they don't know when it was ingested to be mm-hmm. in in her system, but since the water was never tested that was in her stomach or in her lungs, they don't know whether that was fresh water or salt water mm-hmm. or a mixture. And I'm gonna, I need to follow my things or I'm gonna jump ahead of everything. <laughs> ah! But according to her mother... There was no saltwater algae found in her body, so it's like she did not ingest it at all while her mm-hmm. system was awake, was mo- alive. Uh, the fact that, that algae can grow in your marrow after you ingest water grosses me the fuck out, by the way. I read that and I was like, that's a thing? That's a fucking thing? How much lake water have we ingested over the years? Yeah. Oh. Um, but this little bit led people to believe that she was drowned in fresh water and then her body was dumped in the Mm -hmm. ocean along with this and the fact that she had they could still find touch dna on her body like she still had stuff on her body she hadn't been sitting in that body of water for very long Mm -hmm. it wasn't enough to drown her overnight she wasn't floating around in there overnight and then rolling yeah 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 uh it's just a lot of really like I don't know, side-eye things. There would there would have been more tests done. Um, they would have been, had to have been, there we go, more tests done on her organs to know when the algae was introduced to them. But the Swedish authorities refused to allow this without, like, explanation as to why they needed to do it. And apparently, since it was... Government conspiracy! Oh, girl, you just wait. Since it was uh, decided in Scotland that it was a suicide, I'm wondering if they were like, there isn't enough probable reason to do this since it's whatever. But if they're paying for it, I don't understand why they can't, and they're Mm -hmm. the next of kin, but I don't know the rules in Sweden. So this made the family feel like something was getting covered up because they were like intentionally stepping in to avoid things being tested. Get the fuck out of here, government of Sweden. Vert the frick. Vert the frick. Oh, no. Everybody turned it off. None of your goddamn business. (laughs) So in Annie's bag, they found her passport and library books that she needed to return to Sweden. Again, thinking she's... Finish your statement. Again, thinking that she is heading home for a few days. Okay. So she had her library books, and they figured this meant that she was going home. Her apartment seemed to be prepped as if she was leaving town, too. She was missing her toothbrush and her makeup, those sort of things mm-hmm. used kind of on a daily basis, but none of these things were in her bag. And the CCTV didn't show her carrying any other bag. So they don't really know where that is or why it is. This makes me think that she got a ride with somebody, left the bag in the car, they went to do something, and 
that person may have done something nefarious. Fake Martin. Fake Martin. Who is a CIA agent. No. Not CIA. Scotland Yard. <laughs> Scotland Yard. <laughs> uh, this, this made Annie's mother and best friend even more suspicious. Um, her planner slash journal was also missing, which she was never without. She was very type A personality, wrote everything down, journaled about everything, especially if she was planning on making a trip home. She always journaled about, like, the plane rides and the train rides. And, and who she was going to meet. Dun, dun, dun. Fake Martin from this, Scotland Yard. This is why they're like, it's weird that this is missing, because she mm-hmm. wouldn't be going anywhere without this, so... Maybe somebody took it so that it was covering up, like, any of the action she did that day. Yeah. Um, Duh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they decided to look into who she had been talking to leading up to her death. And, Frank Martin. And the authorities pretty much refused to help, so they took it upon themselves to do it. Authorities. <laughs> authorities. You're just yelling out words now that Fucking- I say <laughs> Fucking, what kind of authorities are you if you're not going to help? Fuck you, man. Fuck you. So Annie's mother and her were very close. (laughs) Authorities. 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 I'm really glad you're adding to the conversation. (laughs) Fake Martin. Authorities. (laughs) Okay. I just desperately wanted, like, go off the walls with theories. theories. So I'm like, I know. Just wait till you get all this, this info. The only thing I can do is just shout words at you until I get... Authorities! Authorities! <laughs> Fake Martin! Uh, so Annie and her mother were very close, and her mother actually had a lot of the passwords to her different like online accounts because they would share accounts for shopping and accounts for that sort of stuff. So she went on to her email. Her entire email was erased emptied out anything sent anything received everything was gone they think i mean one of the things that they talk about is that she may have made it that way because she was very type a personality i read it i have my planner i wrote down what i need to remember and i delete it so it's empty but the nobody fact that, fucking does that yeah the fact that everything is gone is weird nobody fucking does that nobody if she was type a it would have been sorted and she, she would have had, had folders. She would have had folders with sorting. See, and that's what I was thinking. Yes, nobody fucking does that. Uh, so, it just I, it's just so many weird things. Okay, so, the next thing is she went through, well, they wanted to go through her phone records to find, find out who she was contacting that way, since apparently the email wasn't helping. This showed that she hadn't had, she hadn't made... Or received any calls the last three days either. But we all know that she talked to like four or five different people just in this story alone. So her call log was erased. Dun, dun, dun. Which, I know. Well, and that's like, you can't just do that as a normal person. You have to be part of like the phone company or some sort of like hiring on your On your actual device, you can delete it. But it's not on the phone. They went through her records through the phone company. And it said that she didn't receive anything and didn't call out at all. Yeah. And it, like, showed her normal activities up until about three days before her death. And just the day before, she had talked to Maria, 
How do you solve a problem like Maria, man? Fucking Maria. Apparently you delete the phone records. He's <laughs> just... Delete it. It's not how the song goes. Uh, so, and after they saw that, because they, like, pulled up her account and stuff and it said it was all deleted, they called the company to be like, hey, can we, like, how does this happen? And they wouldn't tell her anything because she wasn't the name on the actual contract. Yeah. Though Annie was dead. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They wouldn't tell her anything. And they're not an authority figure, like, the police or anything to get records, so... And they wouldn't help them, so they're just SOL, I guess. Mm-hmm. Between that and the email, they were very, very concerned as to what was going on. Christina Bjorgensen. Oh. <laughs> Christina Bjorgensen, which is the same last name, but with an American accent. It's Bjorsen and Bjorgensen. Okay. An American journalist is the next step in this conspiracy about Annie. Because Annie's full name was Annie Christina Bjorgensen. And they were spelt the same way. Mm-hmm. Exactly, except she had Annie in the front. Okay? So they thought that maybe somebody mistook Annie as Christina. Because Christina is what we know as a whistleblower. <gasps> journalist. She... Dun, dun. She worked at CBS News and was reporting on the TWA 800 explosion. (gasps) Yeah. Which I looked up because I was like, I want to make sure that I like am thinking of the right thing. It was an airplane explosion in July of 1996 off the shore of the Atlantic Ocean, Mm -hmm. only 12 minutes after it took off. And it was a possible terroristic attack, but they basically. It was investigated internationally and by the FBI, and they basically found that it had no suspicious circumstances, and it Bullshit. died. Yeah. It died from a short circuit. Ex- suicide? Was it suicide? Right. Igniting the fuel, like, vapors or whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. So, when she was digging into the case, Christina, when she what? was digging... <laughs> what? What do you want? It's with a K, too. <gasps> no why, though. It's just... Not cool. Christina. But anyway, so she, when she was digging into the case, she publicly questioned the official findings of it. Early in the investigation of the crash, there were three theories. One, a bomb. Two, a missile. And three, just mechanical (gasps) failure. It got shot down. Witnesses saw what they described as a missile. It got motherfucking shot down and the government covered it up. Mm-hmm. Um, theorizing, this is a good case. Right? It's so interesting. I was so like, excited. I thought it was so simple. <laughs> uh, theorizing that either it was terrorists or the United States Navy Ooh. accidentally or purposefully shooting down. You done fucked up, A.A. Ron. Right. So Christina was t- like making waves. And challenging the government's The U.S. government. Yeah. Publicly. Like, with media all over the place. Oh, shit, son. Yep. After Annie's death, Maria found out that Christina was doing an investigation in the Prestwick Airport (gasps) about the United States Extraordinary Rendition Mission, which, if you don't know what that is, it's when the U.S. takes a possible terrorist into custody and trans- or abducts them- and transfers them to a country where they can interrogate them more aggressively. Yep. Legally. 
because we are uh, we're big assholes. Um, <laughs> between that and private security forces mm-hmm. that they send out places that are not government mercenaries. forces, yeah. So yeah, mercenaries. Mother. Exactly. Oh God, we're gonna die. It's fine. I'm we, not gonna hashtag any of this shit. They won't find us. <laughs> no, they. We already have <laughs> one identified. We already have one unidentified country listening to us, which is deaf the CIA. It's okay. Russia's been listening to me the whole time. What's up? <laughs> well, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Hey, anyway, call me. <laughs> call me. <laughs> so the idea is that Annie got flagged traveling back to Scotland a couple weeks before her death, and there was a hit put out on her, and then she was seen on CCTV in the airport being mistaken as Christina Bjorgensen. Did they look alike? Oh, you're not there yet. No. (laughs) After, After this all came out and Maria kind of put the dots together, she emailed a person about the possible misidentification, a person of authority, to kind of figure out, like, is this a possibility? Would that happen? And after this, she started receiving hang-up calls and having issues getting into her online accounts. Her passwords wouldn't work. She kept having to redo them so that she could get into her accounts. And did she call Christina? I don't, I don't know who she called. She just said when she sent an email. Did she, I didn't know if she tried to bring it to the news. I wish. Fucking Christina, get on that. Christina, Christina! Uh, the holes in the theory, though, are that the two women are definitely not twins. We'll say that. Okay. The one is, uh, Christina is 20 years older. She's, like, in her 50s. Mm-hmm. And if the government was watching Christina, you would think they'd know what she looked like. You know what I mean? Like, have her yeah. facial recognition stuff going However. on. However. However? I thought that's what you said. No. <laughs> However. Does she have children? Or, I mean, well, maybe she thought it was a relative and they were going to threaten her, or... I do not know. Okay, sorry. I do not know. So they don't look alike? They don't look alike. Christina had short hair at the time, and Annie had the very long hair. Um, they only would have known Annie at Prestwick if they were surveilling her, since she didn't get a ticket. She mm-hmm. didn't, you know, so they had to have been, like, watching her to actually track her down and if they were tracking her you would think that they would know for a fact that it's not christina so like you said maybe they thought it was a relative maybe they thought something like that i guess i never even thought about that Mm -hmm. also the actual christina bjorgensen is still alive to this day so if they wanted her dead kind of doing a terrible job yeah uh but super interesting coincidence yes there are 16 hours unaccounted for just before annie died they have mm-hmm. no idea what she did, where she went. They're assuming this is when she maybe had her drink and had that in her yeah, system. Did she meet someone? Well, and that's what... Okay, so they said they saw someone walking on the road towards that pier. Mm-hmm. And then they said they those guys saw the night before, right? They saw her standing on the pier. Or they saw, saw someone, someone standing male on or pier. female, not sure. So where did she get the alcohol? That's what you I know, mean. Is like it's, like, did, it's not like she stood there for 16 hours. Right. So, and her parents don't think that that one on the the last CCTV was her. Right. They're like, no, that's not her. So, here's some theories. We have three main ones that they kind of mm-hmm. broke it down into. Accident. They say this is most likely the least likely of the three. 
Um, in this situation, Annie was a very strong swimmer. If she would have fallen into the water and been able to collect herself, it wasn't very deep in this area. Like, she could have walked out for a long distance and still been able to stand up and have her head over the water. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't know about the undercurrents or anything, yeah, but, but most likely she would have been able to get herself out of that situation if she had fallen in and not been, like, knocked out or something. Right. Second one is suicide. This is the official ruling. The family says that it's not even a possibility to them. Um, she was struggling with something in Scotland, so that's something towards it. But she had plans in Sweden very soon, the hair appointment, the library books. And multiple people had spoken to her, and she seemed normal recently. But suicide can be very impulsive. Yes. And honestly, most people aren't very vocal about it when they have actual intentions of wanting to end their life. Mm -hmm. So suicide is a possibility. I don't take that at face value, the whole she just isn't a suicide type because yeah, nobody's nobody really is. Yeah. Also, suicide by although suicide by drowning is very rare, mm-hmm. and she had never had any mental issues on record. And usually, from one of my resources, they talked about all these statistics, and usually people that commit suicide by drowning have like a long history of. Yeah. Of suicidal tendencies. Like, they've com- tried to multiple times because mm-hmm. you have to really commit. It's very rare for anyone who commits suicide to have absolutely no record of any type of mental disorder. Yes. And, like... Even if it's just, like, anxiety and depression, not, mm-hmm. like, a serious mental... Well, I mean, they're, and, those are serious, too. But, I mean, like, schizophrenia or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's... It's... There's some type of... Right. Well, and with drowning, it's, like... You would think that that survival instinct would kick in when you start not breathing. You're like, oh, find air, find air, find Mm -hmm. air. So you'd have to be very, very, like, committed to not wanting to live anymore. Uh, But homicide is the third one, obviously. Due to her actions, or lack thereof at the airport, it would make sense that Annie was maybe trying to meet someone there, running through, not stopping, because maybe she was late, only standing outside for a few minutes because they didn't show up. Or she went to just talk to somebody and came mm-hmm. back. Um, she looked disappointed, so maybe it was something, I'm assuming, didn't show up and didn't work out the way she was planning. Um, maybe she picked up, maybe the later footage that she was picked up on wasn't her, since it was grainy, and the people closest to her didn't think it was her. Or maybe it was like a happenstance robbery gone terribly wrong. She went down to the pier, was robbed, whatever. When she was walking, that, the last video, mm-hmm. she was walking on the road. Mm-hmm. What if she got hit by a car? And that person panicked and then dumped her? Mm-hmm. Like, got hit the, on the right side? Yep. Got hit by a car, and it wasn't enough. Maybe it wasn't, like, even a full-on hit. It was, like, they clipped her. Mm-hmm. And so it nailed her on the, the right hand, like, upper body. Uh-huh. And even if she wasn't dead, but it was, like, an I know what you did last summer vibe where they hit him with the car, and then they... Then she drowned in a puddle because it's fresh water. They just, or, (laughs) yeah, or they just, that was just a weird find from previous Previously. Yeah, and she. Maybe she swims in a lake regularly. Yeah, and and they just panicked and threw her in the water. Possibly. And that may be why the coat was off. Maybe they, um, maybe they took her coat off to try and do, like, check her wounds or do CPR or something. Right. Maybe that's where the the fleece was, is they. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 
there's some evidence pointing out, like, pointing to drowning elsewhere and then being dumped. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the first things that they point out is that she was found by the seawall, which, from everything I read, it's rare that the high tide even reaches that seawall. Okay. So, if she was left on the beach and it happened to just swoosh up, that's how she could have been. And that wouldn't have washed anything away, so maybe she was thrown on the beach with right. her stuff, because there was nothing of value on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just her passport and her books that were found. Or there was, and they took it. Mm-hmm. What I'm wondering is if she had, like, a small bag inside that had all of her toiletries and her money and her whatever inside of the overnight bag, and that was taken, and the other one was left. Right. Okay, that makes sense. But... That's my own little, like, thinking on my toes. But, and secondly, there was no salt water, water algae found in her at all, so... Pro- and the official death was suicide by drowning, so drowning was the death. Mm-hmm. Items stayed close to her, like we talked about. It's weird that that's how, how close they stayed to her if it's... She got washed up. Right. And the red shirt or jacket is nowhere to be found. They have no idea where it went. So that's that's where they're like, um, I feel like something happened and she got dumped. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that's how her family thinks it happened. They don't know why, they don't know who, but they think that's what happened. So her family wants a full investigation to happen. They want to know that they have gone through every possibility and it's all been looked into, mm-hmm. not just... It's suicide. Move on. Yeah, Exactly. They don't think that it's okay that that it's considered a suicide and not even thought about mm-hmm. again, you know? And now that it's 14 years later, everything, all of the evidence that they could have looked into with her body, with her apartment, with all of that stuff, there's no there's no reason to even look into it now because it's like the apartment, it's been rented multiple, multiple times after that. So Mm -hmm. any of that evidence would be gone. Um, But they didn't look into it at the time. And they also want to be able to see the records from the police because they're not doing any investigation and they want to hire a private investigator. And without like a jumping off point, it's almost impossible to get an investigator to like be like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, but they won't release these records, even though it's a closed case. And a suicide. And a suicide, because they are not in the public's interest to be released. Quotations from what they gave them. What does that even mean? I know. And then I'm, I'm thinking, like, we have the Freedom of Information Act here, so that- Give us that fucking information, yo. You file it, and then you're like, okay, here you go. For the most part. I mean, it's sometimes redacted. They, it's redacted. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know but what they what do in Scotland. A, but what could a suicide... If you're claiming this is a suicide and you have no evidence of it yeah. being anything but a suicide, what is in that file that could be not in the public's best interest? I know. I know. It's like, what that do you mean? That makes no sense. So they can't really go anywhere else Unless from here. Unless it's just they don't want to get people... They don't want people getting all riled up about it and causing problems with it. But... Which might be it, but at the same time, Go like, fuck yourself. if you, you really know. think it's a suicide, they're going to hire a private investigator and they're going to go, yeah, no, there's no reason to even think that it's mm-hmm. anything else. If they really, truly believe it's a suicide. Yeah. And that's, so obviously there's something going on at the top. So, all I know is that 
I have a plane explosion and a conspiracy I need to look into. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know anything, like, where to go with this. So my, 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 my comfy thoughts are, 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 are you okay? (laughs) You're like a, you're like a skipping record right now. My, my, my comfy thoughts are, are, are. Huh? I don't know. I, like, couldn't stop saying R. I'm really glad you yelled at me. Cause <laughs> no, I'm you got not. stuck in it. Okay, so my thoughts are... There's a couple. I was going to say R, R, R. R, R, R. I'm ready. I got another little, like, tidbit here at the end when you're done. Not Martin. No. Fake Martin. No, I don't think so either. I just, no, 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 no. Okay. That's I was saying not Martin, as in I forgot that his name was Fake, fake Martin. Martin. Okay. Okay. What if she had a stalker? Okay. And he was stalking her because he's a stalker. No. And he God, had redundant right now. <laughs> had background in computer shit. Uh huh. So he could track her on her computer, and her computer was running slow and doing weird stuff. So that's why she asked her brother. Hacking. Yes. That's why she asked her brother, can someone track me through my computer? And then maybe she noticed, like, weird shit with her phone calls, or felt like she was being followed, things like that, because she was being fucking stalked. Because he's a stalker. So then, (laughs) somehow he lured her to the airport, because it's away from her house, it's away from, like, the downtown Mm -hmm. comfort zone. Maybe she even, because she talked to him and she knew him, called him. And said, hey, I need money. Mm-hmm. And was going to meet him. He didn't show up. So she left. She left the airport. And he pulled in or something. And was like, hey. Sorry I was late. She gets in the car. And that's when it happens. Could be. They go get a drink or something. Maybe he puts something in her drink. And then kills her. Mm-hmm. Drops her off. Or she was the one wandering. And she got hit by a car or something like that. And it was panic situation. They just threw her in the water. Mm-hmm. Or the accident. Right. Well, and I'm wondering if maybe... I don't think the... I, I really don't think the... I mean, while the it's interesting... The it's conspiracy. Just, yeah, it's super interesting. But the fact that they are so different in age and appearance... Uh-huh. The only way that would make sense is if she had, like, a daughter that was her age. Right. That looked like her. And they thought it was her daughter. Or sister. Or, you know, something like right. along those lines where it was like, we're gonna take her for... To get her to shut up. Right. And then they killed her accidentally. Well, and, like, with that... <gasps> what? Waterboarding torture. Yeah. Girl, it's like you took the thought out of my head. <laughs> All of a sudden, that I was, was like, so weird. wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, and with that, also, if they were to, because they're missionaries, and they're doing all this, what a, yeah, mercenaries. mercenaries are all, they are completely different. That's totally different. <laughs> excuse me. My words are gone today. <laughs> um, but since they're mercenaries, and they do practice these torture methods to get information. Maybe they started waterboarding her. And they drowned know. her accidentally. I don't know. That would be, they cut her hair, torturing her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a meaning. I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. I feel like but we could... Fucking Either way, 
it's fucking weird. Yeah. And there's a lot of unqu- like unanswered questions in it that they're like, not going to find answers for unless they open up records or are willing to investigate. The police, if they really wanted it to just fucking go away, and they were dead just sure that it was a suicide, why are they not giving the files over? Right, because then they can just have the PI will then take it would over it. They're done. not having to do anything. Right, then it would be done. Here, this is all we have. It is it a was closed a suicide. case. It's closed. Yeah. Like, I know. That's where it, I'm like, but maybe. So the last little bit I have is on the seawall where Annie's body was found, there's a plaque hanging there that says, Annie Bjorsen, born 7, Febu- 7 of February, 1975, found dead 4 of December, 2005. Her loved ones never found out how or why a blot on Scotland's reputation of fairness. That's all it says. When the family was sent a picture of this, they were touched, but they had no idea where it came from. They don't know who hung it up. They don't know why it's there. They don't know. I just got chills. Yeah. They don't have any idea why they were touched by it, but then after a while they actually got kind of, like, uncomfortable with it, because at that, it almost came off as, like, a taunt after a little bit where it was like, oh, so there is an actual story. Was it something placed by someone who knows something? Yeah. Um, but, so the family has a email, and if you know any information about it, if you know anything, really, they want to be emailed directly, Mm-hmm. And that email is info at annierockstar.com. And I don't, I don't know. It's just a weird case. Annie is A-N-N-I-E? Yep. A-N-N-I-E. Rockstar.com. It's just, it's so wild. And being it was only like 15 years ago, the fact that it's like all covered up and all of these weird like conspiracy, like it all... It's consistent with each other. It's just weird. It's just fucking weird. And I had no idea it was going to be like this. I looked up unknown twisted cases, right? Pull pull up a, like, list of them. I was like, okay, this. And it said, oh, Mm -hmm. I just read the synopsis of it. Oh, a Swedish girl's body found on the shore of Scotland, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I start digging into it. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Goes all the way to the ghost to the top. I just... It's a mind fuck. It's like, why? I want answers now. Makes me want to be the... It's like the inside my brain right now is that meme where the guy's, like, pointing at it and it's got, like, yarn the everywhere. Yarn. And he's like... But, yeah. That's, that's this case of Annie Jorinson. What the fuck, Scotland? Get your shit together. <laughs> it's just so wild. I love it. I would for a simple case so that I could get on my episode 30 big case Mm -hmm. didn't turn into me being able to work work on it (laughs) for the better. Uh, do we have a comedic anything? I have, I don't have like funny dating thing, but I have a funny thing that happened. So I was, they opened like a position at work and it wasn't like a higher paid position. It was just like kind of a lateral thing where you could parallel position. Yeah. Where you would, I'd be doing the same thing I'm doing, but get a little bit more responsibility. Okay. Um, and so we were, I was in there with the boss and the, and the head CSR that's doing it right now who wants like another person to work with. Okay. And so we were having like a conversation before the conversation. And first we were like, 
it was just so funny because first we were shooting the shit because she just did a 23 and me. Okay. And my boss, who I love, was <laughs> she's fucking paranoid, and so is her dad. So she's like, "Oh, so you just gave the government your DNA, huh? Yep. Now you're in a database. Yeah, and now you're just in a database." And Sounds like Bill. <laughs> and the other the other girl was just like, "Why are you ruining this for me?" I was so excited because she found out her and her husband. I think they found out that they're both like. 100% European. Like, they're just white as white can be. <laughs> they're just, like, European mutts. Yeah, they're just Euro-trash mutts. Not trash. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> they're just... You, you don't get much whiter than white. <laughs> and so she was like, it's so cool. I, I'm like, you should do it. She was like, you should do it. It gives a give, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but then the government has my information. And my, my boss was just laughing, and she's like, see? Exactly! <laughs> And I was like, but maybe one day. And I was like, I know I'm a lot Irish, and I've always wanted to go to Ireland. And the one girl was like, why don't you go? And I'm like, I can't afford that shit. I, Bitch. You know what we get paid here? I can't afford to just go to fucking Ireland. <laughs> and she's like, what you need is to get an, a, a, a hot older man. <laughs> maybe not hot, just an older man that's rich that will take you to Ireland, and then you can... No filter on me, I go, and then I can kill him. <laughs> and they both went, stopped, looked at me, and they're they're like, no. She's like, I was just gonna say you could say thanks for Ireland, but this isn't gonna work out for me <laughs> while you're in Ireland. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so don't kill him for his money. And she's like, why was that the first thought you had? And I was like, just seemed logical. <laughs> Don't pull a bell gunnis, huh? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I Duff didn't get that position. <laughs> I didn't even. You think you're a killer. Uh, that wasn't why, but it was still... That wasn't was, why. That wasn't why, but it, still, it made me laugh, because I was like, and then kill him? <laughs> oh, no, not... Okay, wrong room. Read the audience, Nielsen. <laughs> That's what you say to me all the time. I know. Fucking read the room! <laughs> Side eye you. It's the same Read as the when, when they were talking about our favorite pizza place it used to be a, a funeral home slash crematorium. And I was like, hope they clean the ovens. And just the whole roll went silent. I was like, oh. No. Not the crowd. <laughs> Save it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, fuck. Kill him? Kill him? No, it's not. Well, I went to and bang his brains out. <laughs> then he could go wherever he wants to. Then in the you world. kill him with sex. Kill him with sex until he has a heart attack. Yes. Natural causes. I don't Natural know what to tell causes, you. Natural causes, bitch. Oh god. Okay. No blood left to go in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. You get it. I get it. It's all in his dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's. he's if he's old, do you think he needs Viagra? Yeah, maybe he overdoses. Why are we planning an old man's death? <laughs> I'm not planning I'm it. Recording. I'm I'm discussing the logistics of this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on our social medias. You already know it because Amanda decided to introduce ISW the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm so cool. Just has to abbreviate everything. No, I'm just always deaf. I'm just 
Ew. <laughs> you know how much I love shortening words. <laughs> Fucking hate it. When you get a text and it's like you instead of Y-O-U. Like, saved a lot of time, huh? Yeah. Fucking A. Fucking A. Hate it. Stupid. Anyway, so follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's ISW the Podcast. Uh, our email is ISW the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, email us. Let us know what you guys think of this for fuck's sake Friday business we yeah, did. Yeah, because I'm an asshole and forgot to post it on Friday morning. <laughs> it's okay. I'm the asshole now. <laughs> I'm the asshole now. <laughs> uh, let us know how how you like that, what you think, and, um, yeah, thanks yeah, for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. God, and... I annoy the fuck out of myself sometimes. Huh? <laughs> couldn't I'm sorry, you. what? Uh, God fucking A. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs>